Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Market View at the start of a brand new trading week this Monday. And news just in today, Singapore's non-oil export growth slows to 9% in June, dragged by electronics. Also looking ahead to the ECB policy meeting this Thursday, it is set to raise lending rates for the first time in more than a decade. And to break it down for us, Song Sing Wun joins us. He's economist at CIMB Private Banking. Hello, Sing Wun. Good evening, everybody. Here's something that I know perhaps won't cause deep depression, but deserves a look anyway. Singapore's key exports posted slower growth last month. This is after they rose by a revised 12% in May. So Nodex rose 9% year on year in June, expanding for the 19th straight month. What's your reading of this? What does it really mean? for the Singapore economy? Uh, it still basically means global demand appears to be still fairly resilient. Like you say, 19th straight month of year-on-year growth. Indeed, yes, it is slower than the prior month, but it still exceeded our expectation because the base from which we're comparing with uh, June last year, Nordex grew by over 15% on year, which is why we had moderated our expectation for, for this June, but it still shows fairly decent numbers mm-hmm. on both the uh, non-oil and the uh, non-tech and, and the tech side. Uh, so still fairly decent. We are seeing slowdown in order flows, certainly looking at PMI, you know, surveys, etc. But it's holding up still longer than what we had expected. So fingers crossed, still okay. A good start to the third quarter. So looking forward, you're still confident uh, that the Singapore mm. economy will continue to chug along? Mm. Well, uh, chugging along to some extent, but obviously external risk remains very high. We are talking about worries of a recession as interest rates around the world are being tightened. Even last week, I think Philippine Central Bank, our central bank announced uh, uh, so tightening policy in mm. off-cycle meetings. So, and I think uh, the Canadian Central Bank as well. So this week, we're watching to see what the ECB will do. Bank of Japan, well, forget about Bank of Japan. They're going to be ultra-conservative. And perhaps watch it, uh, uh, I suppose, a Bank Indonesia who's holding their meeting and we'll see whether they'll sort of follow suit as well. There's a little wiggle room for Indonesian side. But certainly, I think for most central banks around the world, it is really watching the secondary effect of higher cost of living being passed through into the rest of the basket of goods and services that still remains a source of worry, which is why central banks continue to tighten. You mentioned the ECB, saying when it's mm. widely expected to hike rates by 25 basis mm. points at their Thursday mm. meeting. But Indeed. actually, a 50-point rise is also on the table, I understand. What are you expecting? Mm. Well, I think there'll be more. The, the, the challenge for the ECB is that when you look at the macro fundamentals, they can do more. Uh, look at the inflation side, look at the labor market side, uh, and look at spending and confidence. I think it's still there. Um, but what is challenging for them is the peripheral smaller uh, uh, countries, the European uh, members, there are are more challenges. You're talking about Italy, where there is still a political crisis, for instance. So for some of these peripheral European countries, a raise in rates at cost of borrowing could be more challenging for them. So they really have to balance. And obviously behind them uh, is still that question of whether Russian gas going through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline will resume flows after the so-called annual uh, maintenance when it's shut down for the last few days, a few weeks. Uh, so all these things are still variable. They're still playing out. And, and uh, 
quite challenging as far as the ECB is concerned, trying to manage expectation. Uh, but even if they do 25 basis points, it's still you know negative interest rate as well. So which is why the pressure on the uh, eurozone currency remains. And it was almost parity, I think, last week. I think it did for a short while. Here's the thing. Mm. The IMF is saying that they're confident inflation will likely be tamed soon when rate mm. hikes start to work. What's your view yes. on this? It's true. It's true. I mean, certainly... Uh, at some point, when all this tightening, uh, which is already taking place, start to pull impact consumption, economic activities, whether it is you and I spending and consuming and eating less, our businesses are seeing order flow slowing down, uh, hiring slows down. So we will see expectation also cool somewhat. The challenge, the big one, really is about how do you soften it or do you uh, do it aggressively or perhaps over-tighten that see a far sharper uh, deceleration and growth tipping into recession. And that's why even the IMF, I think uh, the managing director of the IMF last week mentioned that the risk of a recession from over-tightening is suddenly there. I think they are about to issue their new revised downward forecast you know, for the this year and next year. Well, I think quite soon. And there will be quite, I think, big revision led by uh, a downward revision in uh, uh, the U.S., even in, I think, here in Asia and China uh, as well. So risk of a slowdown tipping into obviously something more serious is, 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 is a real possibility. We're speaking to Song Seng Won, economist at CIMB Private Banking. Seng Won, mm. as you mentioned, in mm. the U.S., the 9.1% June inflation. Market response, though, mm. didn't trigger a huge sell-off compared to to May. So does this mean yeah. the market mm. sentiment has peaked and it's rebounding or it's been priced in or what's happening? Uh, uh, yeah, to some extent. I think the day before the actual release of the CPI, there was a fake CPI coming out with oh, headline right. inflation mm-hmm. of, of over 10%. So perhaps I've been, pra- been prepped already and, uh, and, uh, and the PPI numbers came out also on the high side. Mm-hmm. But I suppose when we look at it, that's June figures and looking at prices of gasoline uh, and many other items, commodity, soft commodity, hard commodity. I think we have seen them pass their peak, but as I said, you know, the, the cost of higher sort of prices of other items are still working their way through uh, the baskets of goods and services. So while we may have seen the peak in the PMI and the PPI for June, they may not come off as quickly if the underlying demand conditions remain still somewhat resilient and we see that reflected in the, the June um, retail sales figures, for instance. So uh, still, and it's somewhat of a mixed number that we see, which is why market continues to kind of a debate on whether there is that deceleration in economic activities or whether it's still resilient and looking at the labor market condition, it still uh, remains okay, softened somewhat if we look at the uh, jobless claim. And we look at the latest page report uh, ahead of the next week's central bank uh, uh, Fed, Fed meeting uh, uh, to tighten rates at about 50 or 75 basis points. So it's still somewhat divided in terms of how the actual condition on the ground in the U.S. is. It's still quite okay, um, but some of the things have cooled off somewhat. And I suppose the plus part is the worst of the inflation uh, is behind them, uh, U.S. gasoline prices were up to about 550 uh, US dollars a gallon. Down is closer towards $5 and just below that. Obviously, a lot depends on how 
energy markets uh, behave going forward as well. The thing is, Singwood, it is earnings season in the US, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And a lot of people are saying actually earnings season is likely to have a greater influence than anything else on market movements this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, what I, I, are the sectors you're watching? Because it does give us an idea of how soaring costs are affecting companies' bottom lines. Yeah, we are basically watching to what extent the cost of goods, cost of services uh, are being absorbed by companies, impacting their bottom line, are being passed on to you and I as consumer. We certainly have seen mixed impact. Uh, you're not, you're just looking at the first batch of uh, the, the results from the banking sector, you know, some did better than the others, others did better. I mean, this week we still have, uh, oh, oh, we have a, a whole, uh, I think, uh, a group of, of earnings, anything from technology, still to the banks as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they shape out. Certainly what we have seen is, for now, the initial batch of releases, uh, earnings has beat lowered expectation. So that's good. But remember, mm-hmm. the expectation has been lowered. Uh, so it is really about the details, to what extent the company's guide uh, outlook for the coming quarter or year. Speaking of earnings, we are expecting mm. Netflix as well coming out in yeah, the US, yeah. uh, 12 more hours, 24 more hours from now or indeed, whatever. Indeed. I can't count mm. my days, but uh, <laughs> what are your expectations with that? And what should we be doing well, for those of us holding Netflix stocks? They, they scrap, I mean, I'm just seeing, um, you know, apart from watching uh, Stranger Things uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Heist Korea, are there new things that attract people to sign on? I think it's very challenging. The environment for Netflix and those in the streaming uh, side is that have to continue to build on the content side mm-hmm. uh, because they need to compete. And on the content side, you know for sure cost isn't coming down. In fact, it's going up everywhere as far as uh, making those content. So it'll be very challenging as far as the streaming service guys in terms of trying to retain and, and get new ones uh, and putting the content and cost while still managing. So I'm uh, looking forward to see how they manage as mm. well. Well, of course, they are talking about advertising and creating ad packages mm-hmm. that would Both mean, ends. yeah, that yeah. would mean actually a cheaper subscription if you get the subscription that includes ads. But we'll see how that yeah. goes. These indeed, are the stay-at-home mm-hmm. stocks that I think aren't doing so well these days. And speaking yeah. of places that perhaps aren't doing so well and causing jitters, China still mm. remains uncertain. Lockdown yes. risks continue yeah. to raise, mm-hmm. to rear their heads. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you think investors should be doing in terms of how they position themselves vis-a-vis oh. China? Very challenging. You see that ebbs and flows and sentiment in which bank and property stock fell one last week and then it recovered. I think so far, uh, well, there's only one day of this week of optimism that it can be sorted out. I think they can. I mean, in terms uh, of the mortgage um, uh, uh, loans repayment, uh, so-called boycott. It's a very tiny sliver of total banking assets uh, over there. Mm. We do see uh, lending, you know, picking up. We do see economic activities of a recovering, although it is obviously at risk from any sort of news of further lockdowns, etc. As they perhaps have to deal with new wave, just as we did here in Asia and Singapore. Uh, so I think it is still far rather fluid on the ground. Mm-hmm. Q2 hopefully is the trough of the current sort of down cycle. We see some encouraging sign with the June data, but obviously all these things can still be at risk. We certainly saw you know, events in Macau 
seeing a lockdown in the gaming sector, etc. Right. Uh, uh, and that could still play out. But fingers crossed, if things doesn't get any worse, we should see a more significant rebound in the second half. But that's easier said than done. Mm. Hopefully. Sengwon, <laughs> what are some of the sectors that mm. you are watching that you think investors should be watching as well? Oh, everything, basically. Because <laughs> okay. it's the same, same. It's because what we really want to watch is impact of inflation, higher cost of borrowing on economic activities, uh, what's happening on the bottom line of companies, uh, in, in terms of prices, where are they heading to, whether it's hard commodity, soft commodity, whether it's oil or it's copper or aluminium. Uh, and essentially, I suppose, just any hint of consumer spending being affected more significantly uh, in the coming days as cost of borrowing and cost of goods are likely to stay elevated. So essentially, watching for a hint of mm. a slowdown uh, that may turn a risk into something more significant. At the moment, we think it is just a moderation in activities. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. Thank you very much for joining us here, Mr. Song Sing-Won. It's a nice opportunity to talk to Mr. Sing-Won. Haven't done so in a long time. He is economist at CIMB Private Banking. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.